Good morning. Welcome to the Stochastic.com NBA Strategy Show. Friday, March 1st, closing out the work week. A little seven-game non-late swap action today. DraftKings specifically. And a Portland-Memphis game that has a 208.5 total. That's right. 208.5 total between the Grizzlies and Blazers. A lot of questionables, a lot of outs and doubtfuls. It is... uh it is one of the stranger slates you'll see. And also, Josh. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins taking another uh, personal leave here. I'm not going to, you know, look, I'm not one for scandalous rumors. Okay. And I mean that. But this is the second time in two years now, like during the, during the stretch run, that he has an excused absence. And it's like, well, he'll be back when he's back. Yeah, did another one of his friends impregnate his gal again or whatever the rumor was last year? That was the rumor last time. But I remember it came from just like an, a totally untrustworthy source and everybody just ran with it. You remember that? Can you imagine it now like, it, it actually did happen now? <laughs> like, oh, my God, God that, be, that was faked before and now somebody slid tough. in there. Yeah, that's a horrible like I'm assuming he was actually going through something bad, which appears to be the case because he was out for a long time. And then people are just showing pictures of his child and being like, yeah, definitely not his. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I, I just wouldn't ever go on social media. I would ignore everything. There's no way. I'd probably be in jail. That's what I mean. Like, there's certain things that I just brush off. I don't care. Now, granted, yeah. my daughter. If I'm Andrew Wiggins in that scenario and it happened, like. Yeah. Something bad is about to happen. And if you're Andrew Wiggins, you probably feel like you can fight anybody. For sure. Now, I'm in a position where my oldest, I have two, right? My oldest should be three tomorrow, actually. Uh, there are no questions. There are no underlying questions about whether or not she's mine. Like Everybody was like, damn, she looks just like you. And I say, that's a lucky gal. But mm. <laughs> she looks in, in, in girl form, you know? She doesn't have the, the right. big bump on the nose. But yeah, no, that would be a horrible, horrible thing to endure, especially especially if you were going through something that was already terrible. And now you just get flooded with like, sorry, man. You know, are you still going to pay child support? It's like, oh, God, yeah. that's rough. I mean, uh, if this version of Andrew Wiggins is going to be around, maybe it's good for the Warriors. But other than that, it's just weird and sucks, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't. I, we obviously have no idea what's actually going on, so I do feel bad for him. Yeah, and I'm not for one now. To speculate. Anyway, I'm definitely I, one to speculate. Happy to have you guys with us. Welcome to the Stochastic Strategy Show. If you don't mind, be much appreciated. Take one single second, tap that thumbs up, atone for your sins on a Friday morning. And if you hate this show, hit that thumbs down. But be sure to do it twice. Subscribe to the channel. All that stuff goes a uh, very long way for us. Leave a comment down below. You guys know the drill. If you're watching, you're listening at the Leave a comment down below. We read and respond to all of them. Podcast form. You want to listen in iTunes. You want to listen in uh, Spotify. You want to listen on Overcast so you can go 1.35x speed and you can clip out the four seconds of dead air like Josh does. Go listen on Overcast. We got you covered everywhere. Anyway. Anyway. Let's make it happen. Eric Lingwist in the chat. Hey, Eric, what's up, pal? Is that what it was? His dad died last year and he had a breakdown. Was his dad the dad of the kid? 
Come on, man. Come on, man. Why? I don't know. It was right there for me. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it wasn't. It really wasn't. That like that's not a typical answer whatsoever. That's not. That would be the. That would really mess your mind up, though. You think? That's well, that's like worse it, than a friend doing it. Like it was his dad, and he actually killed his dad, so he wasn't upset about his dad being upset. Ooh, murder plot! I see where we're going here. That'd be insane. I see where we're going here. None of this is real. We're joking. None of this is real. Let's talk some basketball. But Rick Anderson said that would be a twist. Yeah, that'd be a wild twist for sure. The twist of all twists. That race fan. Yeah, that's a Holly. That's Hollywood movie style right there. They go back and they do like a uh, thirty for thirty or something. Yeah. Man, angry, angry Min Min. This is how Flat Earth started. Yeah. Yo, if you've never... Speaking of Flat Earth, do you see that college kid giving interviews, talking about how he doesn't believe planets are a thing? And my buddy, I don't know if you know who Sammy Reed is, but fantastic guy, been in the industry for a long time. He he (laughs) and I worked together closely at Fantasy Insiders, and he had posted something like, you know, the Flat Earth thing, Not, not in favor of it, of course. And I was like, dude, Wait till you hear about the firmament, which is where they think it's basically like a big glass dome that goes around and it's never been penetrated. And he's like, dude, Lafayette, don't get me down this rabbit hole. And I told him, I was like, yo, if you if you go down the rabbit hole, you won't be disappointed because they have <laughs> an an, they have an answer for everything. And, and when I say answer, I should put the answer in quotations, right? Like in quotes. But if you ever watch, like I've watched Globe. They call them they call them globers or something or like you know globe tards or whatever they call them these days uh and, and and flat earthers they have debates and they just get eviscerated right like they just get destroyed but they keep coming if nothing else i credit the tenacity outside of that um hard to get on board josh did you ever see that one where the guys are trying to prove that the earth is flat and they've got these like big like basically like a wall built in front of them with a yeah. hole in it. And the other guys, like however many yards away, they're like, well, cause they're flat. Like I'm going to shine a light through this and you're going to oh, see, immediately yeah, gonna see yeah, it. Yeah. They're filming. And he's like, well, I can't see it. I'll try holding it up above your head. <laughs> and then he holds it up and it's just like, huh? So you have seen some of these. Yeah. Like yeah. you can just see the dude in the, on the inside, like just melting of shame. Like, yeah. Oh, so it's, exactly what everybody has told me about how this is yeah. a, a giant round ball i saw a great one the other day where the guy was standing out on uh, facing the ocean over the horizon and he's like see there's no curvature and y- you don't see him disappear bottom up and then someone in the comments was like dude you're standing on the top of a five thousand foot mountain <laughs> <laughs> So it's good stuff. I'm telling you guys, you won't be disappointed. But uh, enough of that. Uh, power. Amazing. All right, I have to respond to power. Uh, none of this has shit on Diddy. I read the latest court documents. Yeah, jo- Jordan sent them to Josh and me yesterday, as a matter of fact. That is wild. Wild. You had... Yeah. Lots of videos getting posted of him, like, talking to jo- kid Justin Bieber, being like, why, why, why you ain't hanging out no more? I saw that. <laughs> And then you had and like, Bieber's and, like, uh, you, you, we, 
you don't have my number? Yeah. <laughs> change this shit after I get out of this room. He said something. He's like, well, my managers. Yeah. And then you had Andrew Tate firing off Meek Mill's quote tweeting him. It's getting nasty out there, fellas. All right. Uh, $20 super chat from Courtney Lamar. Thanks, Courtney. Uh, just showing love to the stochastic team in the NBA Sims placed fifth in the fadeaway. Hell yeah. Last night. Appreciate all you guys do. Awesome, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Sims tool getting it done once again, my friend. Sure is. All right. Uh, David Eckenrod, stochastic. Uh, I follow all your plays and have made significant money, but your Miles Bridges only got me 2x instead of 25x on my six picks. Is that pick six? Well, we'll talk about that later. No, it's, he's mad that I didn't win on prize picks yesterday. Oh, oh, God. Oh, okay. It was, he, he had a six pick flex play. He got five and two yeah. X. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Cleveland, Detroit. I'm almost happy at this point. <laughs> Cavs minus nine against the Pistons, 221 and a half total. Mitchell questionable here. I would think that he's going to be active for this one, but, uh, we can dig into that a little bit. It's a good spot, much tougher spot for the Pistons. The, I, I just to get this to to clear the air early on this before we get into all of these games. The the I don't like. I don't think you can really overstate this. This Memphis and Portland situation is a like it's a mess. And the good thing is that there's no ten o'clock games. This is still only an eight p.m. tip off, but there's still four games that start before it. Does it matter? It doesn't matter at all if there were 10 o'clock games today. What do you mean? There's no oh, late, late swap. swap. Yeah, shit? Yeah. They can put 100 games after this. Well, no, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. What I meant is that uh, it's 8 o'clock, so there's a better yeah. chance we get the news prior to lock than, than if Correct. it were a 10 o'clock game. By the way, 361% aggregate ownership to Memphis and Portland. That is just what? shy of half of all of the ownership. What? Yeah. Well, let me just at least pull it up. In the That's what I'm trying place. to tell you, man. It's it's way worse than whatever you think it is. Oh no, no, no. I, I understand it's bad. I did not know it was that intense. So let's see. Eleven guys in double digits. Ten above twenty percent. One at sixty-six percent. Two above. Three above forty. <laughs> seven <laughs> above thirty-one percent. Wow. I had to go. I had to go check out the contract status for Memphis to find out who were real human beings that can play for them today. Portland's not too far behind either. I think yeah, it's incredible so that Jaron. Everybody that you know normally, the, the John Morant's, the Desmond Baines, all those, but Marcus Smart, those guys are out. Jaron Jackson is also out today. Everybody that has a real pulse for the Grizzlies are out. They're the favorites still. One and a half point home favorites, yeah. And then that line Jackson, should they should just set that shit at zero. Nobody's allowed to bet it. It's like both of these teams suck. We're not hashing through this stuff. They're all they're you're equally garbage. Don't even play the games. Refund the fans. Don't don't play the game. Can you imagine going to this? It would the only honestly, the only way you're going to this game is if you have sizable action everywhere. Like if I'm going to this, or game, you live I'm, across the, you, you have an apartment from across the street from the arena in Memphis. That's pushing it. I mean, tickets are got to be essentially free, right? Like you can just, they'll probably let you walk right in. Dude, when you I go over, to... you grab a beer and a and a and some sort of like barbecue or something in Memphis. Maybe yep. catch like the the first rotation. But like I'm all right. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Yo, when I worked at the drug and out, when I was a drug and alcohol counselor back 
you know, a while ago. Sixers tickets. You're, yo, you remember? So this was like up until 2012, I guess it was. So you yeah. know the the tanking, like the process years, the rebuild. Yeah. We so we decided like, all right, we'll we'll actually because it was a residential facility and it was I worked in the adolescent unit, so like 14 to 18. Um, by the way, that's a trip trying to take trying to keep your eyes on them going to a game. I, I loved these kids, most of them. Some of them you know, I could have done without them. But most of them, obviously there were some that you knew were like not worth the time. Exa- exactly. A lot of them were though. And the, the sad thing is they were just going back to like terrible areas and environments where you'd yeah. see them make amazing progress over 60 days, but it didn't matter because like, seriously, yeah. you, you fall in love with these kids. And then it's like, well, mm. good luck, I guess. Like, I mean, know? I can't relate to falling in love with kids, but you do you. I'm telling you, man, these were some some cool dudes. Yo, a couple of them like never played baseball before, threw on a glove and I'm shit. But then Oh, were you like were you like Keanu Reeves in hardball? Yo, I played I took them out. I taught these kids how to play baseball. I did a ton with them. Like we did a lot of stuff, but this was a it's a fun, it didn't pay any like it was horrible pay, obviously. Sure. But as far as rewarding and like gratification and going in, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Anyway, we went there and first of all, they gave us, they were doing anything to get people there. So they gave us Wilt Chamberlain um, pieces of the court from his hundred point game in Hershey, which is kind of cool. I actually have it right here. And by the time I could turn around, I'm looking at these kids <laughs> count, counting twenties. One, one of them, a hundred bucks. Someone walked up to paid him a hundred bucks in cash. I said, yeah, you can't hold on. I'll put it in your locker. You can't hold on to that. Um, Tickets were $2, though. $2 tickets to the Sixers. Nosebleeds, but that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, $2 is definitely too expensive to attend this Portland-Memphis game today. Yeah, but, I mean, it's the most plus EV game I've ever been to. I could, I mean, the, the Will Chamberlain court piece is probably like 100 bucks. you know? Yeah, I don't, what What can Memphis give away? Exactly, yeah. I dude, Have I like. Like, Zach Rand, piece of Zach Randolph's jerseys. I was gonna say like it'd be big enough. Used Elvis Presley bed sheets. Yeah, I still don't know if that would work. Yeah, they just have vomit on them. All right. Anyway, let's dive into it. Cleveland, uh, nine point favorites. As you mentioned, three hundred something aggregate ownership going to Memphis and Portland. So when we get there, we get there. But we'll kick it off with the Cavs. Jared Allen just is. It feels like first of all, his price isn't moving. No. And his ownership doesn't really move. We're just getting six and seven game slates and Jared Allen's 14% owned at 7,300 every single day. He looks good today too. Uh, I don't like 14% ownership seems about right. We have him 17% optimal. The only guy from Cleveland that got into a double digit optimal range. We are getting 14% ownership to Karis Levert who really showed out last time, but we have him with pretty sizable negative leverage. I see Cleveland as a team where Two guys I would be okay, like, I don't even want to say, like, happy to get to Jared Allen, happy to get to Donovan Mitchell, and then I'd be okay getting to Karis LeVert and okay getting to Darius Garland. But, like, these guys just ultimately don't look amazing. And I want to be able to reference this a little bit. Like, if we're just talking in general, I have Donovan Mitchell ranked pretty generically 23rd today, Jared Allen 25th. That's pretty low. Like if, if you don't have anybody on the team that's in the top 20, I think that kind of tells you what the slate looks like and you see it in the ownership. 
basically single digits across the board except for Allen and Levert. But I am more than okay getting to Allen in this situation. 7,300. Tough, sort of a tough, I don't want to say tough matchup, but like they they are running big. You're going to get Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran playing you know, quite a bit alongside of each other. So not the most ideal setup for Allen, but the price tag is really hard to ignore. And the matchup is, as a whole, fantastic because the Pistons stink. Yeah, the Pistons are terrible. The matchup uh, is good. Mike <laughs> Parrish got it. They can give away John Morant's bullets. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Uh, uh, Memphis Grizzlies tonight, $1 tickets abound. I'm looking at it right now. Doing Jordan's job because that would have been a great producer, you know, function to be like, let me pull this up on the screen. Uh, And, dude, section 117, lower level, $21. I think you just buy the shit ticket and they'll let you walk right right on down when they realize there's 75 people in the arena. Yeah, yeah. They might Draft- let you get in in the fourth quarter if that game goes wrong. They might let you get in and get a couple shots up. DraftKings gave me courtside to the Sixers once when it was like Nerlens Noel and and those guys. The good old days. Yeah, against Rudy Gobert. That was kind of neat to see how of a much of a monster he was, but uh, I'd be screaming at the both teams like, "Yo, can I sign a 10-day?" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, $1 tickets. Lower level twenty one dollars in some spots. As, I wonder what how I wonder how cheap you can get like a hospitality package. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. As the great Jesse Lee Peterwood Sim would say, amazing. You know what'd be awesome? Like, just we're sitting here right now. If we were just like, you know what'd be a really good piece of content? You and I are just gonna fly to Memphis and go to the game. Oh, that'd be so sick! And just get the best seats possible. Yeah. Or just get the worst. We record it all. We just need somebody to edit it and be like, Josh and Laffy, go watch garbage. No, we should buy the dollar seats. And then the, the, the whole, the, we we, were documenting this. The whole, the whole objective is just to get down as far as we can without anyone caring or noticing on one. I I don't think that, I don't think that's going to be a great video because it's going to happen immediately. We're just going to waltz (laughs) down there. I mean, they're not, like, you think they're going to have extra staff on hand and make sure you can't do that? They'll, they'll never even notice. I'm honestly guessing they told half of the security staff just like, listen, guys, take the day off. Yeah, treat it like a snow day. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you back here in 2025. We need to put a pin in this idea, though. I think there's yeah. a path where we could, like... That would be fun. That out would be of nowhere, we're just like, yo, just go to the airport, get yourself to Memphis. Yeah, do you think they even have, like, a metal detector up? At the game? Well, no. if Jaws coming to yeah, sit on yeah. the o- Only <laughs> to get into the home locker room. <laughs> Kate Cunningham. Uh, the guy, 36 minutes in back-to-back games. So that's good. Like, you're going to get playing time from him. It's a tough matchup, though. Obviously, like, the backcourt isn't necessarily the defensive strength for, for, for Cleveland, but it's not the greatest spot. He's still sub-8K, though. Um, are, are you getting to any Cade Cunningham? I'm not getting to, oh, well, we're slowly but surely getting there on the contest generator side. I'm not getting to anything right now. I haven't been able to run anything. Um, The non-late swap changes uh, that were made kind of, and probably a little bit of yesterday being a leap day, I'm guessing, probably could have been a problem, but I don't know. Uh, We're a little late to the draw on getting this stuff up because things that don't normally get labeled as non-late swap on DraftKings did, and it... uh, chunked up the system for today so i don't have anything right now i can just say just looking at this 
if I'm getting anywhere, it's Cade. He's 13% owned, 11% optimal. I think he looks like the best option from Detroit. I think Duran looks solid. He would be my number two on the DK side. He's also 10% owned, a little bit of uh, negative leverage. We're getting, we're showing a ton of positive leverage to Asar Thompson. I tend to agree with that. 10% optimal, 3% owned. This is just not a very good spot for Detroit. They're bad in general, and then they're rolling into a Cleveland team that is number two in defensive rating and 23rd in pace. Yeah, for the Sims tool, this is essentially Y2K for us. Yeah. No, it is. Year plus no late swap. It, it really is. Man, Y2K, that was, that was like, that was such a thing that I don't think any, like, people, kids now will not understand that the entire country was like, is the power going to go out when this, when that ball hits the bottom of the yeah, thing? What's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Because the computer's rolling over to zero zeros again. Yeah. yeah. One of my dad's friends that was at our house for New Year's went down into the basement and flicked the breaker and turned all the power off in the house right at that moment. And we were just, I was like, holy shit. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we should do that from playback crash money. That'd be, that'd actually be really fun because we could just jump into playback. Um, The guru's $44 club unlimited drinks and food. That's a deal. That's a deal. Wow. Uh, We would not be cheap for me to get to memphis right now via wilmington in a flight two grand jeez yeah I not that i expected that. it to be comparable to the uh comparable to the ticket price but yeah that's that's not gonna happen that one seems if i if i add raleigh let's see if it gets any better okay i can get down to 780 yeah i'm good on that my only other option is going to be Myrtle Beach. So yeah, seven nineteen. That's a layover in Atlanta. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Do you have any? By the way, do you have anything else for Cleveland or Detroit? Uh, no, this I is a, a, couple, rel- a relatively unappealing game to look at. A couple of things I want to talk to you about in this uh, Charlotte and Philly game. First up with Charlotte, eleven point dogs, uh, bad basketball team playing their second of a back to back. By the way, they were they were home yesterday. Now they travel to Philly, right? So I mean, that's just this is you know suboptimal situation for an already bad basketball team. It's an easy flight. I've had, I've done it before. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying I'm like just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just played, like a very common connection for me. Yeah, went and played <laughs> a basketball game back to back days. Eleven point dogs, two twelve and a half total. Lamelo Ball's still out. We still got some ownership going to Cody Martin. I mean, take it or leave it, I suppose. He's just... I'll leave it. Yeah, there, there's really nothing appealing about him at this stage whatsoever. Uh, he, he had kind of that mirage performance against, well, Portland. Aside from that, though, Cody Martin, even at this price point, has been entirely underwhelming, despite getting the start and, and getting opportunities. We have him wildly projected incorrect right now, yeah, and I, I think that'll fix itself. I we have him as 0.95 DraftKings points per minute. He's been a 0.8 guy yeah, for his entire career, 0.83 over the last 30 days. Yeah. Uh, something is tweaked there where he should not be 22% optimal. That'll be fixed for sure. There's yes, no it will. And he'll end yeah. up being like 8% owned if, if that. He might even be lower than that. Yeah, Same. I mean, I don't, I find this entire team to be like, uh, you know, 5% at best. They look horrific. Yeah, the the guy I wanted to talk to you about on Philly. Like we can get into Maxi because it's a great matchup. We've seen his salary come down a little bit. Um, what do you make of Paul Reed at at two point seven percent right now? 
mostly assume, uninterested. Yeah, I would assume you were. I only ask because, you know, outside of that last game against Boston, his minutes, they're, they're kind of all over the map, right? Like 22, 31, 32, 22, 29, 39, 22, 31, 27, 14. And it's just objectively a phenomenal matchup against the Charlotte team that 27th in rebounding, 27th in defensive rating, not a big DVP guy, but, you know, 29th in points and rebounds allowed to opposing centers. There's not really a reason to keep him off the floor in this matchup either. So I found it somewhat interesting that he's getting less than 3% ownership. Yeah, like I think he's totally uh, a, a reasonable guy to get to today, especially in this spot. But I don't, I don't have him grading out as the best dude from Philly. I think that's pretty clearly Tyrese Maxey at 8,700. Fantastic spot here against Charlotte. 16% owned, 14% optimal. That looks good. Toby's 10% owned, 10% optimal. That looks good. I want to talk about Buddy Heald because I think he's the sneaky, interesting guy for Philly, especially if he's 6% owned. We've seen his usage rate be up for Philadelphia. We've seen the assist rate be up a little bit for Philadelphia. DeAnthony Melton's done now again. He's back out indefinitely. Not all that confident we end up seeing him again the rest of this year. I assume Buddy Heald, like I got him in for 31 minutes. We have 30. I think he can play a couple more in those games that when he first got traded to Philly with no Melton around, like he's playing bigger minutes. I think the path is there to get some bigger minutes. He's shooting guard, small forward with his rates. I'm very intrigued by him. I took his over on prize picks today and I would like to be, I, I expect to be well over 6% ownership. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, Lowry wasn't there either, though. Not sure if that makes much of a difference, but Lowry wasn't really there either when when Melton was out. I think that probably hurts someone like campaign more than it does healed, would be my guess. Because I think if you're closing, it's Maxi, healed, Oubre, insert center here, and Tobias Harris. Yeah. Fair enough. Lowry's minutes have actually been interesting. I mean, I, you can't really get to him at 4,300, but clearly Maxi's the best play here. What's yeah. guard depth look like at this uh, this price range? So, so you've got Maxi at 8,700, Fox at 8,500, Irving at 8,900, Curry at 91, Donovan Mitchell 92, Halliburton 94. So as usual, Pretty loaded. Yeah. Irving in a pretty tough spot against Boston for sure. Yeah. And then you got Luca at 12 1 at the top, who I find to be very difficult to get to. Yeah. It's t- against Boston. Sure. Yeah. Curry playing a second of a back to back on the road as well, right? So you have. Plus, he met Shane Gillis yesterday. So he might not even be able to function. It's kind of cool, man. Shane goes, Hey, I'm Shane. And it was clearly a. I know who you are. He's like, really? <laughs> he really did not. He, he really was. Sh- I think he the way that he introduced himself, he was clearly shocked that Curry had any clue who he was. Shocked, which is what you have to like about. You have to appreciate that about him. Like he goes into this thinking, no one knows who I am. Shane's the best. Favorite plays from Philly outside of Maxi. So is healed right behind Maxi, or are you going? Maxi, are you going well, in order of ownership here? So Maxi is the best play for Philadelphia. 
I personally think Buddy Heald is going to be one of those like primary GPP plays that I'm getting to. And I don't necessarily think the field is going to be totally joining me. Like if he ends up around 8% owned, my expectation is that I'm in the 20s. Uh, Philly Zebo said, so question right now, how how do you determine which player optimal rate is best to choose? It's, hold on, I'm trying. It's it's not about, so, okay, Philly Zebo, it's not about like what their optimal rate is compared to nothing. It's, if and Josh, you might be do a better job of explaining this, but you're looking at optimal rate compared to ownership as well. So like, if they have a, 25% optimal rate that could seem really good until you look and they have 50% ownership. So that's where the leverage column comes into play. You're going to see guys that have a significantly higher leverage score than the other guys in, you know, that are, that are comparative to them because they have a higher optimal score than their ownership. Yeah. Like this is going to be the simplest answer and it's going to sound like I'm not trying to give an answer, but it's true. He said, and then where I get confused, because how can you determine out of all those guards which to choose when they all have a good optimal? You can't. <laughs> that, it, that's why this shit is incredibly difficult. Like, that's these are marginal differences between those guys. The balance of their success rates and their ownership is still also going to be balanced out with whatever else is in the rest of your lineup. Like it is a very, very, very inexact science of like choosing someone from that range. They're all good and bad in their own right. They can all be in positive ROI lineups that grade out really well, no matter which one of them you choose. So yeah. that's, I know not helpful for like building out your stuff moving forward, but uh, it's, there isn't a right answer or best way to look at it. It's just, just the ingredients. It's like asking you like which one's better salt or pepper when you're eating your food. It's like, well, like there's just, it's all a part of the whole meal. Yep. And it doesn't mean don't play a guy if they have negative leverage and it doesn't mean play every bit of a guy if he has positive leverage, but yeah, it's, it's the relationship between optimal percentage and ownership, which will get you that leverage score. So you're using all of them uh, in harmony together. Anything else? Karis, for Karis Levert now questionable. All right. Well, Mitchell's also questionable. At least it's a seven o'clock game. Yeah. Actually, I want chaos. I want to take a play at some sort of chaotic outcome and hope that I'm on the right side of it. Because if I am, I have a much better chance of winning. You can you don't lose extra money when shit goes wrong when there's no late swap, but you can win a lot of extra money when it goes right. And nobody can make that swap. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm I'm all for it because I think that I'll do it better than everybody else. Let's see. Dallas and Boston. Uh, are we getting anything from, from the Mavs today? They're nine and a half point dogs, 235 and a half point total. Good Boston defense. We have Luca at around 8%. That's it. Irving 3% projected ownership right now. Nobody else is north of uh, one. Uh before we keep going there, Jordan, uh, the not the main slate is now up on the sim tool. If you need to run that, wait, nice work, Dev team. Kudos, folks. I'm gonna run mine now as well. Um, this, this is a tough team. Like, I'm surprised that we're seeing Luca get eight percent ownership. Like, I'm I have a I have a suspicion that I'm gonna have trouble getting there unless there's just so much stupid value coming out of Memphis 
that it becomes a little bit better. Because I don't think Luka looks good. I don't think Kyrie looks good. I don't really think Maxi Kleba looks good at 3,400. I find Dallas to be basically the most unappealing team on the slate. Now, they do have the least amount of ownership or a tied for it with Indiana. So it seems like I'm in agreement. It's all going to be about, do you have enough salary to get to Luka? But this is as bad of a Luka spot as you can get. It's not fun, yeah. Uh, and it's not like you're getting a price discount because you're not getting a matchup discount on the price at all. No, no, you're not. That That's the problem here. And with that in mind, you're paying 12-1 for Luca today, where the next highest price player on the entire slate is on DraftKings, at least 10,200 Sabonis. That's a massive gap, $2,000 gap is. between him and, and the next closest player. Wow. it's It's a very unique setup in salary today. Very much so, yeah. And then you look at the Boston side, uh, not a bad matchup. They have, I would imagine, one of the, if not the highest total on the slate. I haven't looked, but I would guess, I mean, they might have the highest implied total of any team on this slate. Let's see. I assume they do, yeah. It's either them or the Pels. Right? I, would I, think have, Boston, I have Boston at 123 and a quarter, and I have New Orleans at 121 and a half. So, yeah, it's Boston. Yeah. So there's that. And then Jason Tatum right now uh, pulling up the boom bus tool. When you look at optimal rate, Jalen Brown, actually the highest at 13%. He's at 7,600. Jason Tatum, negative leverage today. Still, but it's nothing crazy. Like still 15% ownership. Uh, it's generally a difficult team to get to. You have Brown, you have Porzingis, you have Holiday. Obviously you have Jason Tatum. Um None of, I mean, Holiday's sub 6K now, but Porzingis and Jalen Brown are still mid 7K price points. When, whenever this team is healthy, it's going to be tough if their price points aren't messed up to get a ton of them. I think today is a good day to get a lot of these guys, though. You're seeing that Anybody 10% specific? plus. I love Tatum today at 9,800. I'm expecting to see him show up a lot when this sim is done. He's 16% owned. He's 11% optimal. I have him projected three points ahead of us. I gave him an extra minute, which is causing a little bit of that. I think this whole, like, Derek White looks all right to me, but Tatum, Brown, Holiday, Porzingis, they're all pulling double digits in ownership. They're all 10 plus. They're all right around 10% optimal. I just think it's a really good day to get to Boston. I just finished off my sim right now. So let's see what I actually have. That might help. Let me dump that into my workbook. And if I have anything interesting on any of those previous games, I'll circle back and uh, hit it after we talk about Boston. Yeah, what did we touch on? Cleveland, talk Charlotte, Detroit, and Philly so far, and Dallas. Okay, so I have 40% Jason Tatum. He's my primary pay-up option on the day, at least the way we're starting it. Didn't really get to Luca, only 4%. Um, but I also have 22% of Jalen Brown. I'm a little bit over on Porzingis. I'm dead neutral on Drew Holiday. I have 5% of Derek White. I really like taking a stand on this Boston team. Uh, they're my third most exposed team right now. Behind Memphis and Portland? No, behind Memphis and Portland. Okay. Did you think it was someone else or another team? Uh, I did, actually. Uh, I had 74% Philly, and I thought that was a bigger number. I have 41% Tyrese Maxey. Okay. Overall, it's still a good spot. Like you said, 123.5 implied total. Um, yeah. Tatum. Also, 
playing Tatum today doesn't mean that you're foregoing all of these other great top tier options. Like, yeah, you have Halliburton, but 9,400 again, and different position against the Pelicans. It's not the best spot. It's a pace down spot for them. Scotty Barnes against the Warriors. I can see why you would get so much Tatum in this spot. Small forward, power forward against Dallas with the highest total on the slate. Makes sense. Uh, I, who's your second? I, like it's the price tag too. I mean, that's he's cheaper than he's been for a while. Who's your second highest on? Wait, I don't know why I just said that. Ninety eight hundred is a common Jason Tatum price. Who am I thinking of? Somebody looked cheaper today. Who's my what? Who's your uh, your your second highest on Celtic? Jalen Brown. Okay. How about this? Uh, how about this Golden State team today? Now you, of course, have no Andrew Wiggins. If you missed it at the top of the show, he is out, excused absence again for personal reasons. Who knows what's going on there? Truthfully, though, even though it's a, a pretty good matchup against the Toronto team that has struggled defensively, we'll say Toronto though, looking looking a little bit more competitive. But dude. They can't stop anyone right now, even in the games they're winning. Like, remember you talked about the Nets yesterday and you're like, yeah, they're losing, but it's like 102 to 81 games, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, they routed, uh, who was it yesterday? Uh, Atlanta, I think it was. Yeah. But you look at Toronto, these scores and the amount of points that they are seeding each game, it's insane, dude. It's bad. They're I don't and I don't know why they're so bad. That's the weirdest part here. My guess is that Golden State's still going to be a difficult team to get to, though. They are the third least owned team on today's slate. I have one lineup with Kaminga, one lineup with Moody. The highest owned guy on DraftKings is four percent Draymond or four percent Steph. Moses Moody's thirty nine hundred on FanDuel. I think if you want to go to him as a value option, that's fine. But this is one of the worst teams you can get to today. Which is crazy, yep. considering it's a second. It's the highest or second highest total on the slate. Just throwing it out there, Curry does have some very nice positive leverage in the boom bust tool. Four percent owned, ten percent optimal, five percent leverage. Nothing crazy, you know. He's not like twenty five percent optimal today, but by far the highest leverage player on this slate. And I think if you were to look at, or I'm sorry, on the on the team. I think, though, if you were to look at this as a slate overall, yeah, Curry has the fourth highest leverage score among anyone on this slate. So, you know, there's I that. never get to him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Man, if Toronto goes out there and coughs up 135 again, like, God, they've just been so bad defensively. Anyway. Do you think, do you think Wiggins goes to the game since it's in Toronto? He's Canadian. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with no. Mm. It's a shame. It'd be very odd if he was excused for personal reasons and just showed up at the game. Well, you could be not ready to play, but still support your team. No, you can't. No. No. I mean, the optics on that alone are terrible. True. Imagine if I had like personal stuff going on and I just jumped into Zoom with you for the strategy show and, and, and sat here and, and listened for an hour. Be awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it would be one of those instances where it's like, Lop, why don't you turn the camera off and uh, go handle business?
how much Barnes are you getting to today on the other side of this game? Whatever I get to will either be let you know how Scotty Barnes is going to perform. I can tell you that much. Um, I'm 9% of quickly, 8% of Barnes, 7% of Barrett. I kind of feel like the way that the public is projecting this one. Um, highest owned dude is Barnes at 11%. Highest optimal dude is Barnes at 11%. Everybody else is single digits below that. It's kind of how I see this one too. I'm going to get to scattered amounts of Toronto just because of the way they run their rotations, but I don't see anybody as a standout option. Scotty Barnes, 1.32 DraftKings points per minute over the last 30 days. I have him at 1.31 in 36 minutes. I can't project him much better than that, and he still only shows up at 8%. So uh, more likely than not, I'll end up losing that Scotty Barnes, and he'll lead the league in point fantasy points for the day, is my guess. I don't ever get that dude right. Yeah, it's a tough one. Hey, I know you guys are all mostly already on DraftKings, but uh, the pick six action that they got over there, picking up some steam. Picking up some steam. I was actually looking through it today because I can't do pick six in Pennsylvania. Same. Right? But at least if if someone like DraftKings is going to do this, right, at least they try and innovate. You know, and I, I know there was a bunch of stuff with, like, other pick em operators and DraftKings and all that stuff, but at least they're going to try and innovate it where it's now a pick em game, but it's in a peer-to-peer format. So essentially, just the way it works is you're splitting the pot, like you're splitting the the prize pool. So yeah. whoever get like, and you can enter however much you want. Like you can decide on your entry. There's no individual contest. the The contest entry is divvied up, like split up, uh, in in smaller increments throughout all of the other contests. And you can you know throw in up to 150 entries. But the point is, like, let's say the prize pool is. $50,000, then whoever get, then whoever finishes five of five splits the 50 K and then whoever gets the four of five splits the lower payout tier. I like that. They've at least taken something and been like, all right, well, everyone else is doing the exact same thing. Right. And it's yeah. sure there's tweaks like sleeper has dynamic payouts. Prize picks has the demons and goblins and, and like the two X and whatever, uh, which are all great. But if you're going to try and differentiate it, Kind of neat that they've made it a peer-to-peer format, just like DFS, but in this case, it's pick six with, you know, hires and lowers. I wish I knew more about it. It has really been foreign to me since I, I can't really play there and I'm inundated with DFS and prize pick stuff right now, but I like the mechanism for it. It really, I really got a lot out of the people thinking that it was like a scam and they didn't understand how any of it worked. That made me really happy watching it because um, I think it's beatable, but... It is a very different dynamic. Um, I wish that I could dig into it. I, I just, I don't know enough about it, unfortunately. You guys should check it out, though. Like, if you like the pick'em side, it's a, it's a different game than just simply building out, like, a standard prize picks card. Right. Makes it more fun when you're sweating something. I would think that the the very, very fun part of a sweat like that would be, like, you're, you're, ver- you're on the verge of hitting the five for five, and you look, and, and the rest of the field... Like there's just way fewer people five of fiving that day than usual because I would imagine like that's the cool part is that the the chance of a bigger payout on days where you have unique spots and other people aren't hitting all of their picks yeah. is significant. Yep. So yeah, I mean you guys are already on DraftKings, but uh, it's cool format for sure. And if you're somehow not on DraftKings, it's a uh, first match the standard first match deposit bonus hundred percent up to a hundred bucks. But 
Yeah, check out Pick 6 if you haven't done so yet. Very cool format, peer-to-peer style. Indy and New Orleans. Neesmith questionable again. Looks like New Orleans, for the first time in in quite some time, doesn't have anybody that's uh, on the injury report today. It's insane. Every one of those idiots has been questionable ad nauseum for two weeks. All three of them somehow just totally fine today? Yeah, right. I know. It's, I don't it's, get it. I don't get not. it. No, no one. Odd, no but... one has a Q tag. They all just woke up like, oh, never been better. But here we are. Either way, talk about the uh, Indiana Pacers first. Then we can work our way over to the clean bill of health New Orleans Pelicans. I don't see how you're getting to a lot of this team right now. Like Halliburton at 9,400, really tough to get to in this spot. And even since returning from that hiatus, he's been fine, but he hasn't been, you know, $9,400 Tyrese Halliburton. Miles Turner is kind of always viable just at that spot, but center only in this matchup. Siakam, I'm not looking to pay almost 8K. Is there is there anything I'm missing on the Pacers today that looks better than I think? No, I have one share of Siakam. Okay, that's it for the entirety of the team. They're the they're tied with Dallas for the least owned team. What about a healthy Pell's team then? <laughs> Zion's healthy, Ingram's healthy, McCollum's healthy. The whole team is healthy now. We went from these guys being in out, one out, two out, three out, and now it's everybody's good to go like you just said so zion i mean it is look objectively a good spot pace up spot yeah you know good offense for the pacers bad defense for the pacers so i don't really hate the idea of maybe getting to some lower on spots although zion is pulling almost 17 percent right now i got 13 of zion i think he looks solid at 8100 power forward only which is fine um but Matchup against Indiana can't really get much better. That fast-paced team, bad defense, plays well on offense, so it's competitive. Um, but he's just kind of like a guy. You know, same with Ingram, same with CJ. I took Herb Jones over on prize picks today, but I'm not really getting to him at 5,700. These guys are all just sort of priced where they should be, and it kind of makes them be relatively uninteresting. Like, we're only seeing 38% aggregate ownership coming into New Orleans. It's relatively limited. It's a shame they don't look as good as Portland and Memphis do. Yeah, well, now we have to talk about it. Now we got to actually know Sacramento, Minnesota first. So we'll talk about the Kings and uh, Timberwolves, 224 Total. De'Aaron Fox questionable. Missed last game. Mitchell started. That was an underwhelming performance, to say the least. Anthony Edwards is questionable. Kyle Anderson's doubtful for Minnesota. Yeah. With Sacramento, look, let's play this from two different angles. If everybody's healthy today in this spot against the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are clearly a Good defensive team. Very good defensive team. Yeah. Uh, six and a half point favorites. You're not getting big price discounts anywhere. Sabonis so 10 2. Fox 8,500. They're both getting around 9%. Nobody else pulling anything. If if Fox is in, what are we doing with the Kings? And if Fox ends up not playing, is there going to be any value that we can pull from this? I think the only Your two guys you can play are. To stand up. What? Your watch just told you to stand up. How'd you know that? 
Hey, told you to. <laughs> no, I haven't looked down. Am I right? Yeah, but why are you right? Are you really this freaked out by it? One, I saw it light up on your wrist. Two, it's going to tell all of us at ten. At, at well, 15... that's what I said to you, and you ignored me. That's why I was confused. I was like, did, you, did yours do it too? And you gave me nothing. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Anyway, uh, you can only play at 50 Fox past the hour. At 50 past the hour, if you have not stood, it is going to prompt you to hey take a take a one minute stroll around the house <laughs> you're not gonna get a minute out of play fox and sabonis are those are those sweatpants or corduroys or jeans neither oh oh for three i guess uh like blue khakis yeah it's basically blue khakis they're Banana where, Republic traveler pants. Where are you going today? Where did I have you a dentist go? appointment the moment we're done. What? I have a dentist appointment the moment we're done. Okay, I was going to say there's no way you're wearing normal person pants for this show if you don't have somewhere to go. No, that is pretty much always sweats or Jordan shorts. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Rocking the sweatpants right now. Yeah. This, no, no, no. I got I to hit the, uh, I got to get, I got to get out of here the moment we're done. The waist up profession. Yeah. If I wish it were a waist down, man, I would, we would have 500,000 subscribers to our channel. Yeah, they would go, you know, come witness the amazing Micro Johnson. Yeah. Hey, look, wins are wins, man. <laughs> what are you doing with the Kings? Sorry, uh, you said play Sabonis and Fox and that's They're it. They're the only two guys you can play. I'm not even playing them. I have 3% of Fox and 1% of Sabonis. I assume Anthony Edwards plays today. Tough to believe he doesn't. He's been questionable for most of these spots. And he's played. Towns, 15%. Edwards, 18%. The game in general just doesn't look very good. And we have to wrap this show up with Memphis and Portland coming up next. But yeah. uh, on the Minnesota front, you got slight positive leverage to someone like Nas Reed, but it's, it's negligible given that he's 3% owned. Uh, all of these guys look like they're owned pretty much where they should be, just looking at it right now in the boom-bust tool. I've got 31% of Anthony Edwards. I think he looks really good in this spot against Sacramento at 8,800. Guard forward eligibility. I'm getting to Towns as well, right with the field. And then I have everybody else that plays for Minnesota in at least one lineup. I think Minnesota looks like the best overall team without any sort of like extremes. I'm more than okay having Gobert, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Nas Reed, Monty Morris, Mike Conley, Carl Anthony Towns, Jaden McDaniels, Anthony Edwards. I'm happy, I'm happy to have any one of them in an individual lineup. The only one I want a lot of is either Ed, is Edwards. The only one I'm happy to join the field with is Towns. So I suppose there's no better way to wrap this one up than to talk Portland and Memphis. So, Jordan, were you able to run the Sims? All right. Uh, cool. do, let's see what we're getting to these Memphis and Portland teams. Uh, as always, guys, links in the description, link in the chat for the Sims tool, whether it's a week, a month, one sport, or every sport, all access gets you a huge discount uh, every single month in perpetuity, not just one month. Lineup generator down there. Sean Geezy took down, uh, Sean Geezy took down second place in another one yesterday. We had the screenshots rolling in on Twitter. Uh, I should point this out before we close it with this game, however, Josh. Back by popular demand. 
right? There were some people that, you know, a lot of people truly love the Sims and it has become a staple of everything they do playing DFS now or the lineup generator. But there were also people out there who just wanted the data. They wanted the projections, the ownership, the boom bust tool, the discord, right? All of that yeah. stuff. We now have the data bundle. So you get access to all of our data for every single DFS board that we cover in a single package. You also get a hundred bucks off per month if you're rocking the stochastic avatar. So for those of you guys who are out there, because I know there were a lot of you, Josh, you know the same thing. They were yeah. like, hey, listen, love the tools. I just don't want the Sims right now. I don't want to change my process up. We yep. now have the all access data package for all of our data for every sport. It is backed by popular demand. Hopefully that makes some of you more happy and content. Understandably too. I can understand why people are like, yeah, why'd you get rid of that? Well, this is a uh, understanding, recognizing one may say the error of our ways and bringing back this package. So now you've got the Sims package, which is everything on the site, including data and lineup generator Sims, all access, or I'm sorry, data, all access, which also, by the way, we have a light version of the Sims in there at like no additional cost. It's a toss in to you guys. And then the lineup generator, single sport or all access. So no matter what level you're playing on, what style of play, we've hopefully now figured out a way to get like any single style of package for any player or any, whatever you're dealing with as far as, you know, financials, hopefully there's something for everybody now. It's nice to see that we're rolling out more stuff like this because I know it was heavily requested. So now like, like you, you close it out the perfect way. We have something for everybody at every single price tier, at every single weekly, monthly, whatever we're trying to do. Like you're going to be able to find what you're looking for in some way. Yep. So hopefully for some of you guys that were looking for that, it's back. Uh, and a huge discount rocking the avatar too. Also, Jordan and I are working on revamping the Hall of Fame program. You guys are going to love this. You're going to love this. I'm telling you, it's going to be very, very sweet. So keep an eye out for that. If you're rocking the stochastic avatar. All right, Portland and Memphis 208 and a half total. It's amazing. This is what makes, this is what makes this sport so different from like a DFS perspective, right? Because in football, if you had a 29 and a half point total, like we did between the Steelers and the Patriots. Remember that Thursday night game? I do. If that was on a main slate, ownership would be negligible, right? Like even, even if a receiver was out or like a backup quarterback, it would make no difference whatsoever. The only thing you could argue is like, all right, well, a running back is out and now a good running back, kind of good running back is in his stead. But you know what I mean? Like in baseball, a, a, a six-run implied total pitching you're not you're just very rarely are you getting the bats in a spot like that yeah. basketball a 208 and a half total two teams that have implied totals in the gutter of 103 and 104 and a half are pulling more ownership than you know what to do with yeah portland's a little bit easier to talk about they've got anthony simons pulling 30 percent ownership jeremy grant pulling 38 just on the surface you understand why those two guys are getting it. They're starters on this Portland team when the Portland team is actually good. So you don't feel too bad about eating chalk with Simons and Grant. And I am eating that chalk. I've got 20 plus percent of Simons. I've got uh, 25 plus percent of Jeremy Grant. Then you get to Dwapreath, 
who I think we all assume is going to be starting in this spot. He's 4,200 center only. Doesn't seem like we're going to have Aiton. He's 22% owned. He's 31% optimal. I have him in 41% of my lineups. I think the ownership comes up a little bit. Those three guys are very easy to look at. I don't really find anything else from Portland all that interesting. It would take somebody else being out. Like Kamara is a terrible per minute guy. Thibel is atrocious per minute. Chris Murray, atrocious per minute. Jabari Walker, not great lately per minute, but even still, he's 4,500. Delano Banton, not going to play enough. Ashton Hagens, not going to play enough. So I think we can focus pretty easily on Portland, Simons, Reith, and Jeremy Grant. And they are the guys that I'm getting in bulk, as are the public. Portland's easy. We have 22% going to Reith right now. What if Moses Brown does not return today with Aiton doubtful? What do you It'll think that be, ownership it, looks like? I already, I mean, I think it's going to go up regardless. Yeah. Um, it'll go up even further because you just you have to give Reith a couple extra minutes. Then you have to, right? Yeah. All right. Would that do anything for Jabari Walker in your mind? A little bit, for sure. You're you're going to have to give him a couple extra minutes at that point. If I'm being honest, right now, I don't know who the hell else is on this team that's available. Like, right. I don't know what they have left. Yeah, not much. They're scraping no. the bottom of the barrel. So is Memphis, but now you've got no, Memphis. They, they, they threw the barrel out. They found like a used barrel somewhere else <laughs> to use. It's This is crazy. And I just for those of you guys who are tuning in to any information for the first time this morning, which is you know generally why you're here, um, did we get over 100 likes? Just just curious. There we go, 107. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate I mean, 538 in here, 107 likes. You can always do better, but I'm not going to. I got to kick you guys out of bed for eating crackers. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the dumbest who, quote. Who, eat, who eats crackers? It's just the same. Do you eat crackers? Yo, Ritz crackers are one of the greatest things out there. I agree. But do you ever just sit in your bed and eat Ritz crackers by themselves? Occasionally. Like if I, like if my daughter's like, hey, I'm, I'm hungry. And we're watching, you know, one like Trash Truck, one of her shows in bed. Yeah. I brought some kick cereal up to her yesterday and some Cheerios. And like, as I was about to put her to bed, I hear munching. And it's like she was just pulling kicks from, from the bed and eating kicks. <laughs> you know, to me, I found just... it funny. If my wife, my wife would be like, what are you doing? But what are you going to do, man? You know, you change the bedding and everything's okay. But, um, I would eat some crackers in bed, sure. Yeah, but you wouldn't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not asking if you were willing to do it. You clearly don't eat crackers in bed. I, I don't, don't eat anything in bed. Let's be very clear here. That is yeah. not a place where food goes. I don't. Eat, I don't eat anything in bed either. No. Like in college, sure, because like you live like an animal, and your room is a different thing. But no, my bedroom is a place that I sleep. Actually, we were watching a show a little while ago. And it was like at night once the kids were asleep and I decided, I was like, I'm hungry. So I grabbed a bowl of cereal and brought that up in the bed, prop myself up. I think that's probably the only thing you can do. Yeah. Right. Like cereal is because you're watching a show and I'm like, well, I'm not going to go downstairs to watch this, but I'm hungry. So yeah, yeah. I, I crushed the bowl of, of cereal in bed and didn't spill. So it's doable. But no, it's this is like a once every six month occurrence, if that, that food enters the yeah. bed. Like if you're eating like a meatball sub in bed, you need to reevaluate everything you've ever done in life. Yeah, that's a problem. You need yeah. therapy. 
you need friends in your life to talk to you like that's you can't do that one the only argument i have against what you're saying is we have like some of those serving trays but not like a glass one or you know like a, a porcelain tray but like some some of the like plastic ones that you'd bring outside or something yeah. i could understand you throwing that down on the bed and eating over it that's okay that's that's acceptable like who who out there is getting a full tray of sizzling fajitas being like, <laughs> I got to get this to my Tempur-Pedic. I tell you what, man, the more you mention it, the more I would love to just sit in bed with a big tray and crush some like Wawa hoagies. So I've got a bit of a problem because I have what is essentially a hospital bed. My I can move the, the, the top and bottom of my bed to sit comfortably and basically fold my bed into a, a, a chair. So are you, are you guys, uh, I could have sleepers? a real problem. Are we what? Separate sleepers? What do you mean? Do you sleep in the same bed? Mm, depends. Okay, but it's not like every day it's separate beds. No. More often than during the NBA season, it, it, more often than not, I'm not making it back up there. Because by the time I'm done doing NBA shit, it's like 11 and change. And then I'm up at five. Like, I don't need to wake her up two hours into her sleep, be there for five hours, and then wake her up again two hours before she has to wake up. Like, yeah. I'm just an asshole for that. We have a plenty of space for me to sleep comfortably, too. But that's fair. And that's uh, that's actually very thoughtful, selfless. Yeah. Yeah. Jaron Jackson's out. Derek Rose is out. Jackson is questionable. Kennard and Conchar are doubtful. <laughs> You're, uh, Jordan... Is the pull the sims up on the screen and instead of going to exposures, go to lineups. I just want to point out something here quickly before we get into it. Memphis only has, if ever, if those doubtful guys are out, Memphis only has 10 guys on contract available for this game. Anybody else gets ruled out, you're only coming down. There's nobody left, they don't have anything else. That's amazing. That's amazing. So currently one, two, three, three Memphis Grizzlies in the top lineup with two Blazers, right? Yep, with two Blazers. Uh, one, two, three, and a Blazer. All right, so it's actually not crazy. One, two, three, four with two Blazers. But either way, like what you're looking at is basically four minimum from this game and all of these top line, top sim lineups in the sims right now. This is uh, just it's a true disaster. If Conchar and Kennard sits, so yeah. how many would they have? If how many they would have they ten, have? They have ten if those guys are out. Ten if those guys are out. Yeah. Nine if Jackson's out. Yeah. Okay. So let's close with this. Okay. With what we know right now. Well, no, let's just let's just say Jackson plays Kennard and Conchar out. Like let's okay. just go with that. What are we looking at here as far as priorities go? And then are there any other spots that we can go? Well, actually, they might not be great, but we should be getting to some of them still. Jordan Goodwin to me is like a must. He's 66% owned. We have him 48% optimal. He's the only, he's basically the only guard. It's him and Vince Williams to a degree. Uh, he got the start last time out, played well north of 30 minutes. I think that just has to happen because there's no Derrick Rose this time either. Like they just don't have guys that do the thing that Jordan Goodwin does. He's easy. 
I think Vince Williams is exceptionally easy because you know he's playing no matter what. He plays when they have more people around. 6,100, shooting guard, small forward, 42% owned, 29% optimal. We saw Santi Aldama get like 35 minutes last time out. Now we're down Jaron Jackson. Anytime I think Aldama is going to play a shit ton of minutes, he ends up not. I think he's live for 35 today. I gave him 30. He's 46% owned, 38% optimal. Those three guys to me stand out more than everybody else. Then you talk about Zaire Williams, who's been starting and playing north of 30 minutes. 4,600, shooting guard, small forward, 33% owned. Completely agree with that mark. No issue with it whatsoever. GG Jackson, if he's in, 4,800 power forward, plays at least 26 minutes every night. He looks good. One of the few guys that can actually create his own shot for this team. Probably going to be the guy with the highest usage rate on the team as well. Definitely someone you want to have your eye on. Those guys all look good. Now, after, like, I have no problem rostering them all. Everybody that I just mentioned, in abundance. Everybody else else after that is where it gets scary. We don't really know what they're going to do at center. We went 21 minutes to trade Jamison. He's 21% owned. We have very significant negative leverage. I went 21 minutes as well. He's 3,300. I got 39%. On the 15th of February, Trey Jamison started in this spot and basically played this amount of minutes. I assume it's going to be something in that neighborhood today, and I'm going to get there. Then we get to everybody else. Feel free to try to figure out personally how you feel about $3,500 small forward Jake LaRavia, who could easily pick up some extra minutes if possible. Not a bad per minute performer. If you can, if you expect Jake LaRavia, like if LaRavia can play 27 like he did on the 26th of February, you're going to be very happy getting to him for $3,500. Lamar Stevens, in theory, could start at center he's a $4,100 power forward center you'd feel a lot better about getting to him he's 14% owned the only two guys that aren't getting any ownership that uh we have to talk about Yuta Watanabe is 3,200 small forward power forward he's a 0.6 fantasy point per minute guy I think he's the one guy you can't get to unless for some reason we see him start and then Matt Hurt is the only guy we have left they've been pretty loath to play him I think he gets one rotation and that's it and I think we draw a line through him the other eight guys, very, very in play. There's not much more to say outside of you're playing a lot of Memphis today, whether you want to or not. Like they're just there's there's nothing there's no, nothing left. And then you lose Jaron Jackson. We don't even need to get more into the weeds there. You just got to play these guys. Uh, starting lineup is going to be pretty significant here, though. It should be Goodwin, Zaire Williams. Vince Williams, Santi Aldama, probably Trey Jamison, but maybe Lamar Stevens. I don't think I don't think that'll even be tough to deal with. Like, I think the only piece that's up in the air is who starts at center. The other four guys should be set in stone. Okay. Makes sense. Appreciate you guys hanging out as always. Hey, hit that thumbs up before you go. North of 130. Thank you. You have a great rest of the day. Join us back, Deeper Dive Live Before Lock. And don't forget, we had over 600. You guys had over 600 people watching with you on playback yesterday. So I wasn't there, but thank you guys for being there. Oh, nice. Who was it? Eric. At least Eric. I don't know who else showed up. When I woke up yesterday morning, Greg was like, do you want to skip playback tonight? And I was like, I really, really do. Yeah, you just you needed a break. You needed a break. But a lot of fun, it's, man. Come hang I out. I lost my mind after I didn't go on it last night. I, I was not a good person to be around for like 15 minutes after I got off of live before, like after lineups locked. 
I had to take a bunch of boxes downstairs and I dumped all this shit out on the steps accidentally when I picked up the box. I freaked oh. out and started smashing it on the ground, fucking <laughs> fired it down the steps. I just I had to take like five minutes to cool off. My dog was terrified. It wouldn't it wouldn't come near me for a bit. Oh, you went on like a tirade. I, I kind of did, yeah. I just like the teapot blew up. I get it. I get it. But yeah, it's free, totally free. Come watch the games with us, sweat them, sweat bets, DFS, all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys back here for the next one. Peace.